This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez here in the driver and passenger seat of my car. We just got back to Sonoma County from Stagecoach, California's Country Music Festival 2019, and we are parked at Sonoma State University in the shade some nice green leafy trees. We tried going down by the creek, but there were mosquitoes. So here we are, hopefully safe and sound for now. We will pause and resume if we are being slowly eaten a lot. <laughs> and then we will have more episodes for you as opposed to this being the last one. <laughs> True story. Yes. Uh, we left for Stagecoach. When did we leave for Stagecoach? I Wednesday? left oh, yeah. Wednesday right. after work at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. technically, mm-hmm. because I headed out to Sacramento mm-hmm. because I was going to be covering Cat Painter mm-hmm. and teaching line dancing at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento. Uh, that night, I actually taught K's for Kicks and my Uber driver, mm. which Cat had selected for me to teach. Mm. So afterwards, I had met up with her and driven to her apartment where um, we then stayed the night. Mm-hmm. I taught at Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Well, I was scheduled to teach, I guess. That was the plan, to teach from 8 to 10 p.m. And we ended up just doing review instead because we had been learning a lot of very challenging dances. And it seemed like a good day for people to just to rest their brains a little and review and dance a whole bunch of dances. Uh, afterward, I went back to my place and rounded up all of the things that needed to go with me, except, of course, my vest, which is part of the team costume for the Stagecoach Honky Tonk Dance Team and instructors. I made it pretty far onto California 116 in the middle of the night, Turned right back around. Because, you know, if I had left a pair of jeans, black jeans were what we were supposed to wear, black v-neck, also supposed to wear, I could have bought either of those at Walmart, probably. Or maybe someplace else the next morning. Those vests are one of a kind. Except there are like 30 of them, but one team of a kind. (laughs) They're not something you can buy just a regular in-the-store kind of buy. Right. And... It was an absolute necessity to go back and pick that up. So I grabbed it and arrived in Sacramento at something like 3 a.m. Was it Pretty close. 3, 3.30, somewhere around in there. Yeah, very, very late. Yes. And we slept on cats' couches and uh, left the next day after a little bit of oatmeal and conversation at, was it about 10-something a.m.? Between 10 and 11, I'd say. It was... Yeah, it was much, much later than we would have liked. We were originally aiming to leave around 7, 8 o'clock at the latest. But somehow procrastination and socialization kind of took precedent. Yep. And once we were on the road, I I don't want to say immediately, but I I did not need much encouragement to take a nap. (laughs) Um, I, I almost immediately fell into a slumber. And when I woke up, I was on a stretch of road where I wasn't sure. I didn't. I didn't bring my head up to see outside the window, but I saw that the clouds were nice and fluffy, and the, the sky was blue. And I thought, "Oh, how nice!" And I was advised by both driver, cat, and passenger Megan not to sit up and look around because we were on that stretch of five. <laughs> and um, I decided to just stay where I was and enjoy the clouds. Yeah, you had asked like. Um how much longer? And we said, well, you couldn't get a full night's sleep if you go by doctor recommendation. In fact, you could probably get just enough sleep that you're in right in that doctor recommended zone. Because mm. it was only a few hours mm. into the trip mm-hmm. at that point. And it's roughly an eight, eight and a half hour drive depending on your speed speed as a driver i think our first stop was in button willow for cheap gas was that 
Was that our first stop? No, we stopped before Buttonwillow because we stopped at McDonald's and got food. Oh, we did. We just piled it on. There were some good deals going on then. Yeah. McDonald's, if you want to pay us for that sponsored message, (laughs) any time now would be great. Yeah. So um, we stopped there, got something to eat, used the restrooms, and then continued on to Buttonwillow where we got gas. And then we continued on further where we stopped somewhere else to use restrooms. Mm. And that was like that was past Lancaster, so we were re- pretty close. I think there was maybe a half an hour, forty-five minutes left of the drive before we got to Indio. Um, when we stopped that last time, mm. did we go straight to the hotel at that point? Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the Quality Inn. In no, India. no, we did not. No, we did not. Sorry, I lied. Oh, we, we got went, our passes. We went to where you can pick up your passes to get into the festival the next day. Yes. Then we stopped at a grocery store and bought food, and then we went to the hotel. Yes, and I, in this shopping trip, went looking for one of those cane back massagers because, <clears throat> you know, I, I was doing too much heavy lifting, you know, the night the night before we left, and I was you know I was feeling it in my, my upper back, so I thought I should just you know rub out those kinks, and uh, and be ready for hard dancing the next few days. Didn't find one, so yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, trainer coach was talking to me, and I told her how I was going to skip leg day <laughs> because leg day was supposed to be Thursday. Mm. The event starts at ten a.m. on Friday, and it doesn't stop it until well ten to midnight um on sunday and uh yeah i knew leg day would not be the most intelligent of choices to participate in prior to that kind of dance event Mm. so uh i told her that and i said but however when i get back i will make sure to do my leg day so uh that that's scheduled for tomorrow oh and also we did buy a few groceries because we didn't want to transport things. Like, for myself, soy milk. I knew that I would want to stay up on my protein shakes mm-hmm. for the days that we were away. And I didn't have a place to refrigerate them on the way down. So I bought new boxes. Um, in, my, in my shakes, I typically use two cups of soy milk... And then however many scoops, usually two scoops of whatever protein powder I'm using for uh, between 48 and 60 grams of protein, depending which powder I'm consuming. And I think I ended up buying four boxes of soy milk just so I could do shakes. Something like that. Yeah, one for the morning, one for the evening. And then some extra in case I had one midday somehow. But there was no midday. We were at the honky-tonk tent. The entire time, or at least at the event, so there was no like going back to the hotel. There, for yeah, things. there was technically no re-entry right. from what I, I had seen. Yeah. So once we were there, you were there until you left, and then you were done. Right. So we had to really be sure that we had what we needed, and we're that. allowed to bring in. Right. Yeah. Um, I also brought uh, high protein granola from Costco um, with me. So that if I you know, wanted to do soy milk and granola for cereal, depending on what they had, I didn't even know if they had a free breakfast, uh, then I could still you know, supplement protein powder with like protein in other forms. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure I got enough. I also got some very cheap Greek yogurt, uh, which is a good source on the road of uh, high protein in a dense package. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then for my meat, I think I just did sardines, cheap sardines. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. So that was our grocery run. Not as big as our, our event grocery ones that we've done in the Definitely past with like not. cans of SpaghettiOs coming out of our arms and but fruit cocktails. It's only because we knew we couldn't bring that in and actually eat it during the day. Otherwise, right. we would have probably gone actual legitimately grocery shopping at that point. Yeah, it's a, it's a much different experience when you are at a um, circuit event and you can go from the ballroom upstairs to your room and back downstairs to the ballroom throughout the day and the night. This was bring it in, pretty much camp out for 16 hours, go back. And you're not allowed to bring any outside food or beverages. Right. Because they they want to sell you as much as they can on site, which makes sense. It's part of how they get their money. Yep. Keeps the festival going for the the following year. 
Yeah, I only ended up buying my chocolate milk and some <laughs> almond milk mm. so that I could have my shakes. Yep. Um, so we ended up arriving at the hotel. Mm. Um, pretty close to when we were supposed to, you were supposed to have the meeting. Mm. Um, I oh, go ahead. I would say I had quite a bit to unload because mm. I was sharing a room with uh, several of the girls on the two-step team, mm. and. I was the fifth person, and I said that I would be willing to bring my twin-size air mattress so that there wasn't complicated problems. So we did that. So I had also brought a couple blankets and a pillow, knowing that I wouldn't actually have a bed along with my air mattress. So I had a little bit extra to unpack myself. Mm. Um, Got myself pretty much situated, and then I actually meal prepped on Tuesday night for the four days. So I had, um, it's called uh, Greek sheet pan chicken. And it's uh, all the different bell peppers that you like, some onion, zucchini, chicken, oregano, um, some lemon juice, and then oil and vinegar, vinegar, sorry, oil, and then salt and pepper. And you just bake it in the, you dice it up and you bake it on on just like a plain flat cookie sheet. And then you dish it out into different containers and you um, put feta cheese on top. So I made four dishes of those so that each night I had something to eat once I got back from dancing all day. Because I knew at that point I would be famished. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of meal that would cost you like $15, $20 yep. from any stand at the festival itself. So that's For smart one. that you... That you uh, to pack those in advance. Yeah, it, it cost me about 20 bucks for all the ingredients, and it would have cost me 15 to 20 just to get one of those mm-hmm. at the festival. So, yeah, I definitely prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered that uh, after I left my things in the room, uh, I also, when I, when I went down, we said our hellos to everyone, I had bought a veggie platter, and that was part of my dinner that I ate as we waited for everyone to arrive and start the meeting for the team and staff to like get to know each other and get all mm-hmm. the announcements out of the way. Um, I think it was a combination of carrots, broccoli, and tomatoes, and I just didn't have the, the ranch dressing because I didn't really need it. Um, oh, and celery. There was celery in there as well. So even though we were on the go and we were at a hotel where they didn't offer meals or anything to, to give you a well-rounded nutritional experience, we still found ways to eat in a way that would fuel our bodies for the days to come. Yes. Um, I do remember last year we did not prepare well at all, and we were forced to pretty much survive off of the snack junk food items that were supplied in the back, which by all means, you know, when you're working as hard as you work in a hundred degree temperature humidity and you're dancing and dancing and dancing for four hour shifts minimum um you get really dehydrated and you get really thirsty and you get really low on blood sugar and you get you know you need to replenish the the salt intake so sometimes having the sugary candy and the um chips at your disposal along with like waters and Gatorade is is very much needed and appreciated. However, we also didn't really leave and like think about the fact that we should probably eat real meals last year. Besides, I think like the last day we finally were like, oh, our bodies are probably needing more nutrition than just candy and chips. I think also we were so excited to just dance everything that we knew and we didn't want to miss any sets or any performances. So yet again, for us, you know, dance takes precedence over like basic life functions. Yeah. Yep. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this year we, we, were, we were aware that like we really want to prepare more for our bodies. Like you had the shakes in the morning. Mm. Um and I was more aware of like, cause the, the hotel we stayed at did have a breakfast menu. Mm. So we were up early enough to eat something, which was smart and good because normally we, we don't like to be up that early. Mm. If we don't have to be. 
yeah, at events, it's like, oh, I, I know the uh, the lessons that are going to be taught for the first three hours. Oh, I can sleep till noon. Exactly. Yeah. Um, however, you know, as of late, I know myself specifically, but I've had conversations with you. Um, we've been a little bit more health conscious about fueling our bodies and eating proper meals and what we're actually ingesting and putting into our bodies. We're being a little bit more selective about that kind of stuff. Yes, we still slip up and have McDonald's, but hey, you know. Yeah, sometimes you just kind of take what's available on the road, uh, especially when you have gift cards from your kind and generous parents. Yes, exactly. Um, who want to be sure that since they know that you travel everywhere, um, that you eat on occasion uh, while you're traveling. Yeah. You, you, you use what you got. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's not just junk food, which right. is definitely, I know, made a difference in my life. I've also, in preparing for Stagecoach, um, as well as just in general a healthy habit that I've been doing, I've been drinking half of my body weight in ounces a day mm. to help keep my muscles hydrated and everything. And I, Oh, of water, sorry. Um, to help keep my muscles hydrated... And I think that really helped me this year. Um, I am still very sore because it's a lot of dancing, but I don't think I'm nearly as sore as I would have been had I not preemptively like had that habit going in. Yeah, I think between the not eating sugary and salty things that we did last year uh, and definitely hydrating, hydrating, hydrating with like just real, normal, regular water... Um, and for myself, not abusing Red Bull or Monster or whatever else was available. Like I, I, This year, I didn't have any during the event um, because I know that it tends to make me like dissociate and like lose my short-term memory for uh, walls and things like that, which I do not want to risk when I'm doing lessons. Um, I mostly stuck to water or coconut water. Uh, which were both available in the first couple days. Gatorade, which showed up a little bit later, and whatever like lemonade and things they had available uh, for the staff at catering. Yeah, um, I definitely the first day I ha I can't even tell you how many bottles of water I went through. It, I was thoroughly impressed with myself at one point when I realized I was like. This is probably like my ninth bottle of water, and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. This this is good. Um, I know that for me, I was more aware of making sure I was trying to stay hydrated. Um, when the Gatorade came around, I do not like the sports drinks. I don't like Gatorade. I'm not a fan of Powerade or smart waters or anything like that generally i just i don't like the amount of sugar that's added into those um even if it is good for your body because it has all the electrolytes but i knew with how much dancing i was doing and how much heat we were fighting um that it would be smart to actually have those and so i i probably drank four or five gatorades a day easy so I was, I was really glad that those were available. You know, another novel thing that uh, I experienced this year compared to last year, starting as of, say, oh, definitely at least, I mean, four months ago in, in a small sense, but very much so in the last couple months, <clears throat> eating food for energy. Yeah. Like, what a concept. Right? I, Who I just, knew? I, I could very easily at events and really just throughout my daily life go for eight, ten hours and forget to eat because I didn't need the food for anything. I wasn't really doing anything with it until like dancing in the evening. So I wouldn't get hungry. But lately, since and I know you and I have talked about this, I think even on recent episodes, um, since we've been doing additional physical activity uh with each of our individual tracks, um, some would call it exercise. I just call it fun. 
Because if it's exercise, then it's like work somehow. But like, I just like to lift heavy things because it feels good lately, yes. at least. And because of that, and because I've been pushing protein shakes and actual meals of food into my stomach, my stomach has gotten the idea and is like, hey, hey, it's been a couple hours. Uh, what, what you thinking about for, for lunch? For between lunch and dinner, for dinner, for post dinner snack. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's expecting food from me now. And because that drive for food uh, over the course of this event would remind me to eat, I didn't have to resort to things like sugar. I didn't crave sugar or energy drinks because I, I had already fed myself with real food, like carbohydrates uh, in the form of mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes. Uh, from catering or you know uh, the protein shakes that I'd have in the morning so that you know at least the protein was set also by having those things either in place with the protein shake or to look forward to with whatever my first meal of the day was I didn't have to resort to the free breakfast in the hotel which I almost always do because I love you know free food um, and and have to just settle for those eggs and yeah and I'm not a bacon person so I just skipped the bacon days completely which were first and last uh, yeah. but I, I had a few of the sausages and I'm okay with sausage um, it's it's food it's meat uh, it's protein uh, but I really liked knowing that because there were other food options available uh, because of what we packed or what was going to be on site I didn't have to just stuff myself with free sausage or free eggs because that's all we were going to get the entire time as far as like real food that wasn't chips or something. Yeah. I, however, took advantage of the free breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I ended up, um, first day I had a waffle and I did have like a little scoop of eggs because I always try the eggs because sometimes the eggs are pretty good. Other times, they're very much not. Mm. So I always tried just like one little scoop, and they were like in that mediocre state. So I was like, okay, I don't need any more. Mm. But I had a waffle. I had like two cups of orange juice and a banana the first day. And then the second day, I know I wasn't really digging the idea of the waffle, so I had oatmeal instead. Mm -hmm. And I had um, like one sausage. And then the second day, I had oatmeal and a banana and a waffle. Mm. Or sorry, the third day. Um, I had oatmeal, banana, and a waffle just because I was like, you know, it's the last day. Just in case I really want to power through this, I should really, like, supplement my energy and, like, just preemptive strike, essentially. Because um, also, for me, I had to wait till 10 o'clock to get into the event, whereas mm -hmm. you guys had to be there by nine. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit different this year in that sense. Um, so I had an extra hour to like kind of kill around. Mm -hmm. So I was able to bring like, for instance, a banana and a Gatorade with me while I had that extra hour to wait. Mm -hmm. So I could actually kind of like process <laughs> mm -hmm. and wake up. Um, Look like you were going to ask something. Well, you just reminded me of something. When you said the oatmeal, uh, there's a saying, fight the way you train. And I think it is, it just kind of occurred to me, it's a good idea to prepare before you go to an event like this, a non-normal life event where there's going to be different food, to prepare your body for it. Otherwise, you're going to shock it. And I knew the morning that we had breakfast and went to, went to the, the honky tonk that having 2% milk, which I'm not used to drinking, which I know can sometimes cause, you know, an upset stomach because I can, I can do like whole milk. Uh, I can do pretty much any dairy product, um, like cheese or yogurt or ice cream or whatever. Um, and I can do soy milk, almond milk, rice milk, all the non-dairy stuff. But for some reason, like non-fat milk, 2% milk, those like kind of like half, not really what you'd find in nature milks, um, those can make my stomach a little confused. So I thought, well, you know, there isn't a whole lot available here at the, the free breakfast. So I did my eggs and uh, I skipped the bacon. 
thought, well, what else is there? Well, mm. there, there is cereal, there is oatmeal, and there is cow milk as opposed to soy milk. I guess I'll just do it. But that shocked my body. I, I knew it was a bad idea, and I did it anyway, and it was not what my body was expecting. So in the first couple hours, I just felt a little... Off? Odd. Yeah, a little, little off. Uh, and it, it cleared up uh, you know, after a little while, and it just kind of went back to normal once I got into normal activity. But I think if you're in the future, you out there, all many dozens of listeners we have here at Lion Dance Podcast, um, if you are going into an event where you won't have your normal home food options available, try to prepare yourself for what you will have there so that the shock can happen while you're at home and you have uh, you know, means to compensate for that. Uh, because once you get there, you're probably going to have a bad time if that's the first time you're putting different experiences into your body. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, I mean, any events, if you're able to bring food in, that's always a plus because... At that point, I highly recommend going grocery shopping wherever you're at and getting stuff that looks appetizing or will work for you. Um, like I know some some of the events, I'll bring bread, peanut butter, and jelly mm-hmm. because that's an easy, quick meal that I can just kind of like get the carbohydrates and the protein and um, the sugars that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've definitely have our spaghetti-o kick. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've done pudding in the past, mm-hmm. but also, um, like you can get just regular sandwich meat and cheese and whatever con small condiments that you use, you can get those, mm-hmm. um, and just store them in the fridge in your room. Yeah. You know, I might even go as far as to say is if you are shopping around for a hotel or if like, if you're not staying at the host hotel or if there isn't one at all, for the event that you're attending, whether it's Stagecoach or one of the circuit events, consider spending the extra money on a hotel that offers the fridge and microwave for you to have those kinds of home food options. Because even though you might save a little money going somewhere else that says they have free breakfast, with the shocking system effect, you may detract from the quality of your overall experience just saving them a little bit of money. I would say spend a little bit more money on that, go to the grocery store and have a better time. Uh, and also just be able to have exactly what you want and not feel like you're settling. Yeah. Um, I know that at least I've seen the last um, two events that we've been at, Joe has made an effort to go to the grocery store and get stuff that is good for her, Mm -hmm. that she enjoys eating, that she can bring to the events with her, Mm -hmm. um, like salads and and granola nuts and stuff like that. Also, as we experienced yesterday, sometimes other folks who are attending the event forget to eat or forget to plan for what they want to eat a few hours after their last meal. And if you have a refrigerator with your leftovers stored, you can offer those leftovers to other people. So then everybody has a better time. Exactly. Everybody needs to be fed. We're all going through the same dance experience together. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, so with all of that said, mm-hmm. we had gone to the hotel, Mm -hmm. unpacked, set ourselves up. Um, You had the meeting. Mm -hmm. While I ate. While you ate. I ate as well um, one of my chicken um, meal preps. And I got to know my roommates a little bit, Mm -hmm. talked to them a little bit. Um, The meeting subsided, subsided. And we ended up most of us at this point ended up getting ready which was a very short get ready it wasn't like an all out let's go out um, and live it up to the nines mostly it was like okay let me change out of my travel clothes real quick and put on some fresh clothes and I'll be right there Um, we ended up going to the lit lounge Mm -hmm. which is in the hotel next door down the street a little ways is that the fantasy springs I think that's correct sounds right 
um, where they were having a live band perform country music, and there was dancing there. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to get out there, and we pretty much took over the floor. It's a relatively small floor, though. Mm -hmm. Um, But we pretty much took over the floor, and slowly but surely, like, different groups of people showed up. Uh, I think Amanda showed up. From Sacramento, Amanda Lindemann, who has Uh, been on the podcast in an interview. And then Jennifer and Jacqueline, they ended up showing up as well. Those are the Rogerses, who are also on the podcast, if you dig back to Florida Line Dance Classic, where we interviewed both of them together. Yeah, they showed up, which I wasn't expecting to see Jennifer and Jacqueline, so that was nice. Um and it was fun because there were certain dances that we all knew, so that we, we jumped in. And when I say we all knew, it is quite a feat in California for us to know the same dances. Because you have several bars in San Diego. You have several, several bars in L.A. areas. Then you have a little bit further north, up in our area, you have a few bars. And one of the things we've definitely noticed is there is a lot of different dances out there to the same song. And for whatever reason, different bars will pick up different versions. And so it can be challenging to dance with your friends if you go elsewhere. However, there was a, quite a few pieces of crossover that was nice to see. There was also some that were relatively easy enough that we could follow on the floor. Um, and we do have playlists of all these, but we will surely break down in future episodes because we have columns and columns of dances that were danced it on is true. The, uh, the four-day excursion. It is very true. That was the... Combined um, places. So, one of my favorite parts about Thursday night at Lit Lounge was all of the different groups of dancers trying to figure out as fast as they could which dances they could do to which songs. Since it's a live band, it can sometimes present a fun challenge. And I think at one point there was like four or five different versions of one dance going on. So it was kind of fun to see a little pocket of people. We were able to show the cheat sheet to people at our table from Jackson in San Francisco. Yes. And um, for those of you who don't know what our cheat sheet is, uh, Christopher has gone and put together a list of many, not all, but many of the dances that we have learned or have taught, if in case of club, in a list and organize them by beats per minute so that if a song comes on, you have an app on your phone that you can tap out the beats per minute. And then what we'll do is we'll look in that range and find one of the dances we know that fits to that style of whatever's being played. For instance, we're not going to do a cha-cha to a waltz. Yeah. Even if the tempo's the same, I mean, according to the app, the feeling is like worlds away. Exactly. You just can't do that without so, rhythm. You do have to use a little bit of judgment on that point. Right. But it's a nice way to not get stuck doing like the fa- same five dances over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that we, in the future, will have available for public use and consumption something even simpler which breaks it down to, does this feel like Redneck Angel? Here are six dances you can do instead. Does this feel like After Party? Six more dances. What about The Wolf? Here are six dances. Because people might not have their phones on them. People might not know how the downbeats work or how to find them. But if they kind of intuitively sense, we would probably do a Redneck Angel to this, but you've already done seven that day, then you can do various other dances like Shoop, I think was one of them. That was really close, yeah. Aussie. Uh, Aussie. Diggin's a little slower, so you can speed it up. And it gives you more variety over the course of the day. That way, if you do eventually run out and have to come back around to Redneck Angel, or if specifically Redneck Angel is called because it's you know merry-go-round as the song, 
then, well, you know what? It's been six dances since you've done actual Redneck Angel, so why not? You know, it exactly. feels fresher. Yeah. Uh, sleep. Uh, sleep, I found on all the days that, uh, that we were there, was in scant supply uh, because the Lit Lounge closed its doors for dance around 11.50 to 12. Even the ca- though the casino was open, we had to leave around between 12, uh, 11.50 and 12. I think it might have been at 12. And of course, the honky-tonk closed every day at 12 or earlier. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to attempt to rephrase your had to leave. We chose to leave the Lit Lounge. Well, yeah, because there was no music. Because there was no music. And although people were still up and they were still going over dances that were going to be done that weekend and just kind of like refreshing themselves and making sure they know the dances that are going to be taught, we looked at each other and pretty much was like, you know, we have a long day of dancing ahead of us. We should probably do the whole sleep thing because even now we won't get eight hours. Right. Yeah. Th- there was no way. Mathematically, if you are, because of how the carpool situation worked with staying in the honky tonk until midnight, uh, every night, except for last night where they closed early at 10, um, and with having to be there at nine and have a long drive from the hotel, there is no way to actually get eight hours. Um, if you're part of the staff or dance team, but this was a year and an event where I tested something new that I thought was helpful for my sleep, uh, in addition to packing melatonin, which I did not remember to have every night, uh, to help get to sleep faster. I also brought earplugs and a sleep mask so that since I was one of the first, uh, if I recall correctly, I was one of the first people to get back to the room, um, I could put on the mask and if people needed to turn on the light to get into the room and find their stuff and, you know, Use the they sink, wouldn't whatever. disturb you. Right, I wouldn't even notice. I wouldn't see it. And if anybody happened to snore, I wouldn't hear it, hopefully, because I would have my earplugs in. And I also let them know that my alarm would be going out, off at whatever time. And if I can't hear it because my earplugs are in, first of all, sorry for waking them up if it goes off before they were planning to wake up. And also they're welcome to hit me with a pillow to wake me up so that I can get up. Nice. I actually, um, I let my, my roommates know that I have, I have a 6.30 alarm. Right. I woke up at 6.17 every single day. Mm. I don't know why 6.17 every single day, but 6.17 it was. So I was up before my alarm, so I was able to actually shut off my alarm before it even woke up anybody. So mm. I was very pleased about that. I think the extra 13 minutes were so that the day would ensure you would be lucky. <laughs> 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 we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, trying to th- oh, yes. There was the thing that I wanted to say, which was a shout-out to my roommates. Uh, we had Darren from up here in Northern California, who is the spouse of Cheyenne, um, who's also both, both of these folks. I, I was in a room full of people on the dance team, and uh, both of them came down from Sacramento, while my other two roommates were... Originally dancers in San Diego, but now one of them, Leo, is in Arizona, and Jake, I believe, may still be in San Diego. I'll have to double check with him on that. Believe that sounds accurate. Yeah. They were excellent roommates. We all were able to, you know, take showers at times that worked for ourselves and each other. We didn't leave things all over the place and uh, spill anything. It was very easy, very low maintenance, and I, I was uh, definitely fortunate to have them as roommates. Yeah, and I'm gonna clarify ever so slightly the line dance team is who you were saying right with. yes the honky-tonk dance team uh, of line dancers of the line dancers yeah because i was in the honky-tonk two-step team hmm. that's the room i was in mm-hmm. so we ha- there's um a two-step team um a line dance team which is the primary dancers on the stage mm-hmm. i don't um other than when they're having a two-step lesson and then there was the West Coasters, mm-hmm. and um, oh, and then uh, we also had special guest performances by the L.A. Wranglers, mm-hmm. and so that was nice. Uh, but yeah, the two main teams were the two-step team, and then on, uh, 
more of the main priority team was the line dance team. You know, another thing I appreciate about this this group of roommates is that because we were all there to serve a particular purpose, which was you know, to dance uh, on stage and get the crowd going and all that, and just have a good time, uh, there was never a sense that, oh man, I'm going to be up whether I like it or not because everybody's going to want to party and go nuts. Um, the way at other events, it is more of a vacation. Everyone is there as an attendee, so they're just there to have fun and you know, see their friends. And if you have roommates that want to host the after party, then congratulations, you're invited to the after party. <laughs> um, we didn't have that in our room. People pretty much went straight to bed um, and did the, all their wind down once uh, the day was over. And when we were up, we were all considerate of each other's sleep and space. And I, uh, I look forward to having uh, more sets of roommates like that for, as we've said, uh, conserving as much sleep as we can uh, so that even if, like, let's say we go to an event, like a circuit event, where we're up until 2 a.m., uh, but we do want to get to that morning workshop, we're not up any longer than we have to be, and um, we, we wake up uh, having had as much high-quality sleep as possible, exactly. not, like, interrupted sleep. Yeah. yeah. I concur. Yeah, the girls... Um, the nice thing about it is, relatively speaking, um, I was, like, the second person to get into the room each night, mm -hmm. And for the most part, we were really good about sharing the room. Mm -hmm. And I was I was always the first person up. And then um, the, the girl, Cody, mm -hmm. um, on the two-step team, she was the second person up. But she would be waking up and, like, starting to get ready mm -hmm. as I was putting finishing touches on my makeup and hair mm -hmm. and getting ready to go out the door. Mm -hmm. So... We had a really nice flowing schedule where there was never a point where we were like all vying for the bathroom at the same time or all vying for space at the same time. And pretty much by the time I was ready getting into bed, um, which I have a, a couple things that I do at night once I'm in that, that mode, um, I was when like the last girl would come into the room so we were all kind of in that wind down state roughly around the same time as well mm -hmm. and because they were part of the suits the two-step team they were working you know pretty hard too so they were like no i have to be up early too so i'm gonna sleep so mm -hmm. it's it does make a difference when it's everybody's kind of on that same page of like this is what the plan is let's be respectful and just get to bed because mm -hmm. we have another like 15 hours of dancing ahead of us tomorrow mm -hmm. and as we've experienced in the last uh, I would say how many hours since last night and this morning there is no substitute for sleep mm -mm. you can try to slap yourself awake and you can try to you know watch a, a YouTube video or, or a movie but ultimately your body knows when it just has to not do anything anything at all for whatever period of time you can squeeze in and it's just easier to get that at night when there's no activity and it's dark than try to have naps like you know in the game the floor is lava it's like jumping from a chair to a chair to a chair as uh, the day goes on from nap to nap to nap you never really feel fully refreshed and awake uh, whereas just clumping all of those cumulative minutes into several hours at night makes all the difference. It really does. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, like I was going to bed and then getting up at, you know, 6, 13, mm -hmm. 17, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I don't remember now. 17. 17. Because, yeah, because it was the 13 minutes that you had brought up. I was like, now I was questioning myself. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> It was interesting for me that I would just be awake. Mm -hmm. And on one of the last days, I remember going the, okay, I could sleep just a little bit longer and not get up and eat breakfast. Or I can get up and eat breakfast. And then I thought about it and I was like, okay, 
if you go back to sleep, it's going to be harder for you to get up. And then I got up because I was like, just get up now. Just get up now. It'll, it'll be hard for the first so many minutes of getting ready, but you'll start warming up your muscles and your brain will start catching up to you. And then it'll be like, oh, okay, no, I'm in normal mode. I, this is what I got to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, I did laugh on the last day as I was getting ready because everybody had to be up and be there by nine mm-hmm. uh, because they were doing pictures for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that was the only day that like I actually had uh, two of the girl, two of the girls as opposed to all four of them, but two of the girls getting ready the same time as me. So that was the closest we had to like sharing space. Fortunately, the bathrooms are very big mm. and very nice. There's a vanity, there's a full length closet mirror, and then there's the mirror over the sink. So we all had like our own little pockets that we kind of like coexisted in mm-hmm. um and i was walking out the door and i remember looking at them going i feel like there's something really really important that i'm forgetting so hopefully i'll remember it by the time i'm like at breakfast and sure enough i sit down i get my oatmeal i get my banana i'm waiting on my waffle and it dawns on me what i forget so i walk back to my room knock on the door cody answers the door i'm like i feel realize what i forgot i might need my hotel key mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a close call, but mm-hmm. I remembered, thankfully, so. You know, you, uh, you mentioned, like, you know, the things that you do to get ready and leave, the, uh, for the event so that you have everything you need, and I know that my concept of what I would need on the first day differed from the following days, so I'm curious, I mean, I still have my bag probably full of the things that I later discovered were all the things that I needed. Um, and I know the first day I, I certainly overpacked for occasions that never arose, like changing into street clothes ever. <laughs> it, it's an option. We're allowed to do that. Uh, you know, getting out of your, your dance team uniform um, and putting on just like a tank top and shorts. But I never used them because I never changed clothes. I just say it stayed sweaty and was always ready to go up on stage if necessary. So I can go through mine in a moment since I, I have all mine there and I can just like look in my bag. But do you recall what some of the things were that you thought you would need and what you ended up not actually needing in the following days? Um, I actually had a little bit of the opposite effect. Oh, really? Yeah, I was really, really close to having everything I needed um, the first day, but I learned that I really wanted a change of top. Mm. I learned that the hard way the first day and it only took the one time. Um, cause I had left one of my shirts by accident on my bed. Like I had planned to put it in my bag, mm-hmm. but I had to get something out of my bag and so I took it out, and I never put it back in. Um, but essentially, I took any of my what I call pharmacy or first aid care. Mm-hmm. So I had my biofreeze that I roll on my feet. I have my tiger bomb. I had a leave. I had allergy pills. I had my inhaler. Um, I had an extra set of contacts just in case, knowing that it was going to be dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a change of clothes because the first day I wasn't sure about the top that I was wearing, how successful that was going to be. Um, I did have my bralette Mm -hmm. crop top thing. Um, but I was hoping to have another shirt over that, which I ended up forgetting. So the good news is it was stagecoach and I was very dressly themed, in the fact that I forgot my shirt. Mm-hmm. It's a thing at festivals. And it was like 104 <laughs> degrees that day, so if I was going to be in just a crop top, that was the day to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And what I wanted to bring extra was my bathing suit top, mm. just in case, because you get really, really sweaty and... Uh, it's nice to be able to just have that as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought, what else did I bring? Oh, I brought my KT tape and my foot massage balls that I, um, 
I carry with me to most dance events. Well, those are the ones that have like the little rubber yes. spikes, but they're not really pointy. They're just kind of like the, round like, bumps. Nubs. Yeah. Nubs. Yeah. Um, I have two different ones. I have a soft one and then a hard one, depending on what needs to be massaged out. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to think. Headphones, mm-hmm. money, um, my room key. I definitely was smart, and I remembered to bring my eyelash glue and tweezers for my false eyelashes that I was wearing. Mm-hmm. Not that I ever needed it, but I brought it just in case. And um, the lip sense color that I was wearing that day with extra gloss, mm-hmm. just in case, because you never know. Life is funny. Um... And then the first day, because I wanted to give it a try, I wore cowboy boots. But I knew that those were not going to last very long, so I brought my regular dance heels. Mm -hmm. And I switched back and forth the first day between the heels and the boots, because obviously if I needed to go outside, which I did at one point to go and get, like, amazing mac and cheese, by the way, um... I wouldn't want to be wearing my suede bottom heels in the dust and dirt that is stagecoach. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really glad in remembering to pack in general a bandana. Mm-hmm. I definitely learned that from last year that you want those bandanas. Um, so I had, a, I had a couple bandanas with me. And I think that's mostly it. Mm. I did forget my refillable water bottle in Kat's car. And because I was in a different carpool than her, I wasn't able to get it that first day. However, I did retrieve it later. Mm. Um, And then other than that, the last day, my feet were so tired and sore. I definitely didn't wear my, the cowboy boots the rest of the weekend. Um, I wore my Tom's, into the festival and then I changed into my heels and I wore my heels while I was dancing the last day I never even changed into my heels so I really didn't need to bring those um, that would be the only item that like I ended up not needing was my actual dance shoes on the last day and that was because I found that the um, the toms worked really well on the floor because it was a, an extremely slippery floor this year due to all of the dust mm-hmm. Um, it was like basically having baby powder on the floor. It was that slippery. And it was all natural too. Like they they mopped the floors uh-huh. at the beginning of the day, but because it is located geographically where it is, people track in dust as they walk in. And when you have thousands and thousands of people, um, it adds up. Plus it was really, really windy yep. um, the second day. And it was like a giant cloud of dust the second you walked out. So naturally, that would also track more in. Right. So. So what about you? Well, let's take a look in my bag. Okay. I brought my portable battery charger because I knew I would want to potentially recharge my phone on the go. I brought a handful of pens and pencils for writing down dances. Uh, and I'm glad that I brought multiples because I never used the pencil. I don't use pencil when I write down dances, but I had to go through at least a couple pens. One of them wouldn't write at all. One of them started to lose strength in the cap, so the cap was not clicking on after a while, so the pen part would fall right out uh, of the cap. And I ended up uh, with one pen left that did work, which is also the one that we typically use at Twin Oaks and Hot Monk on the clipboard. I've got my hotel key here in another small pocket. I have my blender bottle, which I used each day for protein drinks, and then would rinse, I guess, with water. Because even after, for for whatever reason, this particular mix that I bought for $10 at Walmart kind of clumps, even with the blender bottle shaking it up. Um, Because it leaves that residue afterwards, I would put water in afterward and do like a second shake, but just kind of like mildly flavored. And then shake that up and just keep adding water and drinking from it until it's clean. Um, Let's see, I've got here my reusable, uh, would this be like a coffee coffee thermosy sort of a thing that I bought from uh, an AMPM or an extra mile convenience store. This is the one they have at Chevron. And um, 
I just used this for tea in the morning so that I would have something to sip on in a different cup while we made our way to the event uh, that you know had a little bit of... It's black tea, so there's caffeine. Uh, but that would be separate from my protein drink, which was in the other cup. I brought big old aviator sunglasses, and I don't think that... Oh, yep, they are in here. I, uh, I stashed a couple of extra earplugs in this case, as well as in my backup sunglasses case, as well as the little hidden pocket in my jeans, as well as a regular pocket also in my jeans. I wanted to have earplugs everywhere that I could dig Possible. them out. Yes, because you, when it's that loud, yes. um, if you find yourself running out to the floor and the only place to dance is right in front of the speaker, you want to dance, but you also want to be able to hear afterward and not suffer during. So having regular, um, or, or having, having uh, earplugs regularly available, no matter what situation you're in, will put you at ease throughout the event. I definitely enjoyed your plethora of earplugs because you had given me a couple pairs throughout the weekend. Hmm. Let's see. Also in here are my... I'm not sure what size these are, but uh, maybe two-fist-sized um, containers of high-protein granola, or at least they're advertised as high-protein at Costco. I have... Oh, and I did bring those with me, but I, I, I did not eat them any of the days that I was there. So I probably didn't really need them, but it's better to have them and not need them than to need them and not have them. I'm surprised you were able to bring in food. Tricky fish. Well, they uh, maybe it was just underneath a shoe or something. I brought my buckle. Uh, since we both have buckles from Can't Walk Away at UCWDC 2018? Yes. Uh, I, I brought it just in case, but I ended up not wearing it with any of my outfits. I also, in this bag, have my vest, which I wore every day when we weren't wearing our other uh, shirts, which were provided for the event, uh, to support the folks who were affected by Route 91 and the uh, uh, incident at Borderline. And they say, hashtag, I'm looking down right now, hashtag country dance strong. I brought an extra sweatproof tank top that I didn't wear. I, oh gosh, I have my slightly damp V-neck, which I wore every day and wish I had three of now, but I only had one at the time. Uh, I have my dust mask, which I think I originally picked up when we had air hazard. Yes, uh, there there was like an air quality issue, not in the 2017 uh, period of fires that you were affected by, but in a later occurrence and I just kept the mask after that. But yeah. Um, so seven, 2017, we did have the air quality issue. Right. That was. A, but then this mask would be from last year when with the Chico. That's what I'm referring to. The okay. Paradise Fires. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is. I think I disposed of all the old, old ones. But anyway, there's the dust mask that definitely came in handy because it fit better than what I am pulling out next, which was my bandana. I also used that. Um, occasionally when I was traveling in the golf cart to catering and there's a lot just coming right at you from the air. I have my glasses here, which I brought every day and never wore because I always wore contacts, but I wanted to be ready just in case. I have my brick, uh, my cell phone charger brick, which came in handy because it has actually four outlets so other people were able to plug into it. And... Uh, you know, I was able to, to plug in myself as well and just leave my phone in the trailer instead of having to use my battery pack if I didn't absolutely need to. I brought, which I'm sure everybody appreciates, Old Spice Aqua Reef deodorant. Oh, yeah, I definitely brought two sticks of deodorant with me. Yeah, can't have enough deodorant on a trip yeah. like this. Uh, the first day, I brought ibuprofen, and then I thought, oh, I'm not going to need it. I didn't use it all day. Next day, I needed it. Didn't have it. Glad you had uh, a leave with you yes. because I definitely took uh, advantage of... Uh, that two-capsule or pill um, offering. Yes. Uh, having experienced some discomfort with my back uh, during one of the dances. Also, I wish, uh, if we're talking about things that we forgot or maybe could have brought, in addition to the wand, the uh, the massage uh, cane that I never bought, um, I, I would have liked to have had a foam roller for working out different uh, tense muscles. 
Uh, I did not bring. I, I brought my dance shoes the first day. My suede dance shoes didn't use them. Brought my little battery-powered fan. Didn't use it. We mostly just stood in front of the air conditioning. I had my headphones, but I don't recall using them. And I think having uh, gone through this list next year, if I am uh, back at the event, I will pack differently based on the practicality of what we actually used compared to what we thought we were going to use. So this is most of the lead-up for uh, day one of Stagecoach uh, Festival 2019. We will continue in future episodes from this point. This has been Christopher Gonzalez with... Megan Barcelia. Thank you for listening, and until next time, we will see see you on on the the dance dance floor. floor.